Wait a minute, are we lost? Nah, man, we're wanderlost. <laughs> well, Nation, this time around, we're, we're not going to have any of that witty banter that normally precedes the official introduction of the podcast. We're, we're taking it seriously now that I'm back in London. Um, jokes, jokes are over. This is the new Seriously, welcoming you to our next episode of Wanderlost. I can tell you guys right now, he's not smiling. He's uh, deadpan, no blinking. He looks I'm way too serious. Actively trying not to smile this entire time. We'll see if that happens. Probably not, but you're know, gonna give it a go. Is that um, a monocle as well? Are you wearing a monocle right now, Lee? It's actually, it's actually <laughs> two separate monocles. Two different monocles. I w- was thinking about getting glasses, but was it was cheaper say, to buy two some, separate monocles. You should have just bought in glasses then. <laughs> no, I, I, I could not. And the thing right. about these monocles is that they're actually just blue light monocles. It's not like I don't have a prescription or anything, but I wanted a reason to have them. And, you know, blue light is the new thing. It's trendy. It. It's trendy. It is, it is very ex- trendy. extremely trendy. <laughs> He's ahead of the trends. Um, He's ahead of Pinterest. He's ahead of all the Instagram influencers right now. As you might have heard, Nation, we have another special guest for you today talking about their experiences traveling a good friend of mine from back in the dickinson days liv bailey hello liv welcome to the podcast um we're so happy to have you you know as sort of an introductory thing so people out there in in our fellow wanderlosters can have a bit of background uh why don't you tell us about yourself where you're from um sort of what you're what you're into where where you traveled and then we're gonna have a surprise question at the end you know mix it up we like to put people on the back foot i love it i was listening to the podcast or i was trying to listen to all of yours and you asked owen what his grocery store would be so i've been thinking about that but i don't think that's mentioned <laughs> this time so um i'm ready yeah my name's liv um currently i live in houghton michigan i'm getting my master's in ecology um yeah i went to dickinson with lee i feel like i should tell you about the first time i met him because it's it's a pretty good story oh i am so excited to hear about this i don't know where this is going (laughs) i was thinking about it because i haven't talked to you in a while well we i think we were sophomores and it was halloween uh yep yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and we i don't even know where we were and i didn't know lee very well and i showed up and i knew some of his friends and i was like who's that guy in the cow costume? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was Lee and we became friends because I slapped his udder and drank some Franzia. (laughs) Yes, um, that Halloween, I uh, kind of went for it and was a Franzia cow. So Franzia obviously being the the finest bagged wine that you can purchase. It's so many delicacy. Delicious stuff. I, I constructed a sling of sorts un- to put underneath my cow costume and cut open one of the udders and installed like a little tube. So, uh, you know, all throughout the night, people could just sip some body, some body temperature Franzia out of my udders. Slap my udder and give me some Franzia. Oh, my yeah, God. no, I mean, we became friends after that and we still talk sometimes. So it was a good, it was a good costume. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So um, I'm from Pennsylvania and I lived in Botswana for a couple of years doing some volunteer work. 
Um, I've traveled to Zimbabwe and I actually hadn't left the United States until I had lived in Botswana, which is my oh, wow. first traveling outside of the States. But because of COVID, I came back and now I'm mm-hmm. getting my master's in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. So you went from rural PA, uh, rural PA are you? Yeah, rural PA to Botswana to Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which I understand is also pretty rural. Rural Michigan, yeah, pretty much. Nice. Sensing a bit of a theme here. It's like zero to 100 to back to zero, kind of. (laughs) Pretty much. They get something like 10 feet of snow here a year average in a snowfall. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, I don't know much about snow or what it's like to be in it, but... You've never seen snow before? I mean... No, I've seen snow. But I've never seen 10 feet of snow. Have you? That, no, I've never seen 10 feet of snow before. Mitch Mitch is a, is a northerner. He's from Maine. He's experienced snow to the extreme. I, I certainly have, Lee. Uh, being from Maine, a, a true Mainer, born and, born and bred. Um, yeah, we, we get lots of snow up there. So I, uh, I certainly grew up uh shoveling my fair share of snow and then we'd occasionally get like a couple of blizzards where you get snow that's like halfway up the door so you'd have to like get out there and snow blow and stuff also though when you're 12 years old good way to make a little uh extra cash you just go over and you shovel driveways but what i would do is i would actually get the snow blower and then i'd uh snow blow snow into other people's driveways so then they'd (laughs) have to have more (laughs) shoveling to do and then I would just go over there and then they'd pay me more money to, to shovel because I would uh, I'd up the, the fees for, for my hourly wages. So God, that's diabolical. Do you think I could get away with that? If I put a hat on, I look like a 12 year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty small. Do you think I could get away with that? I should buy a snowblower. I think yeah, I, I would do it. That's definitely, that's definitely going to, that'll help pay for your uh, tuition. No problem. That's cool. Pay for tuition, a couple extra beers on the side. There you go. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, here's our here's our sort of a curveball question. I came up with it just now. Um, I'm sure you are are aware of the game Fuck Mary Kill, but we're it's going to be a little bit more in the abstract here. Um, fuck Mary Kill, potatoes, rice, and pasta. Ooh. Ooh, that's a tough one. Quite the curveball this weekly. Quite the curveball. I'll I'll tell you what the right answer is if you'd like to know. But but first. Please. Did you write this in your, your diary first? I heard that podcast as well. Oh, you know about my diary. About the diary. I do, I do, which I guess we can come back around to at the end. Because, yeah, I'm sure you, you probably wrote this down. Let me, I'll actually check and see if I have it in the diary. But, wow, please. that is... Well, I'm looking. Yeah, while you're doing that, definitely fuck potatoes. Are you kidding me? That's not even, like, a question. Um, what were the other two? Rice and... And pasta. Mary pasta. I feel like that's just a constant, like always going to be good. Get, have my back and then kill rice. I think, uh, I think I'm in the same camp as you live. I, I, I think always you're going to go potatoes all the way every time. And I feel like also like you can also make gnocchi, for example, with, with, with potatoes as well. So you, even if you had to get rid of pasta, you'd still have some form of a, of an Italian dish if you wanted to. And then, of course, just get rid of rice. But then even if you wanted to make, like, an Asian dish, you could still use pasta. It'd be a little weird, but, I mean, you could still do it. There's so many different things. You can do whatever you want. Look, I'm not going to say that – I mean, I am going to say that you're both totally wrong. The answer – then the only correct answer – Here comes the joke, guys. Here comes the joke. He was was looking for it in his joke. It's right there. It's right there. Um, Fuck, Mary kill. (laughs) (laughs) The the obvious answer is obviously you're going to fuck rice because it's a staple. 
you can do you can there's you can do so much with rice but pasta is a long-term relationship that's some someone you want to be around forever honestly you mm-hmm. can kill potatoes i could do without potatoes they are a starch masquerading as a vegetable you know when people think of potatoes they think vegetable and they're wrong it's a starch and there's so many better ways to get your starch than with potato. Those are fighting words. Clearly, we are sat on very opposite sides of this of this debate. I don't know if we're if there's any coming back from it. Are you a long grain rice man? Or are you a, a white rice, jasmine rice? Are you? Uh, what, what, I'm a jazz. Kind of... I'm a jasmati hybrid. You got to get the jasmati hybrid and the basmati exercise class. Jasmati. Jasmati. Well, you know, even though we have some differences, I'm still super interested, Liv, to hear about your story from your time in Botswana. Please, if when you're whenever you're ready, go ahead. Let's let's hear. I'm buckled up. I'm ready to go. Get your seatbelts out, boys. Okay, so I had been living in Botswana for probably a year, maybe a little over, and I hadn't gone back to the States. I had just been living in my village. And so for Anyone who's curious, I lived on the border of Zimbabwe and Botswana um, in a really small village. It was just me. They did a lot of farming. It was, wait, wait, sorry. You you were the only person in the village. It was just you. Just a village of one. Just, just a village of one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, what, what an exchange program right there. I know. I didn't learn anything culturally. Um, <laughs> no, I... It was like a village of a thousand people maybe. And it's like, if you've, I don't know if you guys have seen like Gilmore Girls, it felt very much like that or like a sitcom where you see the same people over and over again. And like, they become characters kind of in your head. That's what it felt like. Would you say that there was like a laugh track in the background uh, as well? Like sort of, you know, highlighting those more ridiculous moments? Or more of those, you know, when you hear the, ooh, in the background when like not great things happen. I feel like there was a lot of that. Oh, yeah. no. we'll make sure Ooh. to we'll make sure to sprinkle in some uh, after oh. effects uh, in the editing for this one again we love we do love post-production perfect, perfect. so yeah so I, I lived in this village um and i had been there for a really like a year's a really long time um and i lived in a small house by myself and i had just gone back to the states and come back so i hadn't used my stove i hadn't been in my house for a really long time um, and it was the night before Christmas and my coworker texted me and was like, Hey, come over to my house tomorrow. We're having a barbecue. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I'll, I'll come, but they don't give you times. So they just, just kind of like show up whenever you want. So I went to bed that night and I woke up in the morning and it was like probably 35. So it was like almost hundred already. And it was, you know, seven 30 in the morning. Um, and it was just too hot. Sorry for, for our for our viewers. We have a lot of American viewers, a lot of uh, Euro- European viewers. So when you say 35, you're talking it's like 35 Celsius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, no, yeah, it was hot. And it was only 730. And I had a dog and I woke up and he was like dying in my bed. So we got up and instead of doing anything that day, we just laid on the f- concrete floor of my house and like moved. <laughs> water bottles back and forth from the freezer and oh like my God. in between us and he was he was basically dying and he's from Botswana so I don't know what his issue was um <laughs> do you um, think at 35 degrees you could crack an egg on like the hood of a car and and the egg would would cook on the hood of the car you think absolutely I was afraid to try though because I didn't want to waste my eggs <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> enough fair enough I've seen like viral videos because I remember like in Australia a few years ago, they had like a really bad heat wave and people would start cracking eggs on the hood of their car and they were like cooking them up and like actually eating them and stuff. But I feel like 35 is, 35 is up there as well. That's, yeah. 
disgustingly hot. Believe me, I know. <laughs> from head to toe. Um, and so I'd been watching movies all day and I ended up not going to the barbecue because it was too hot. But I was like, oh, I'm going to cook myself some rice and some beans. I know. I, I noticed he didn't say, I'm going to cook myself some potatoes. <laughs> um, and so I tried to turn my, my stove on. And for anybody that's listening, I don't know how stoves work in the UK, but in Botswana, you have like gas stove and you have a cylinder and like I'm five foot so the cylinder was as big as I was and it was 100 pounds and you like twist the nozzle and it turns gas <clears> and then you light it with a match and I did that and my stove didn't light and I was confused and you know just really hot and so I was like whatever I'm just gonna build a fire in my yard and like I'll make some some rice that way and granted, I had not built a fire in my yard once ever. So my neighbors, <laughs> like, as I was building this fire, my neighbors were coming up to my fence, like laughing at me, trying as I tried to make this fire. Um, but so I was making this fire and I couldn't get it to work. And this very random man I had never met showed up at my gate and he knocked on the gate and he kind of came in. He had a basket of mangoes with him. Um, and he walked over and he was like, hey, what are you doing here? Like, why are you trying to build a fire in this yard? What's going on? <laughs> and I can only imagine I was like this sweaty, you know, five foot white girl trying to build a fire in the middle <laughs> of Botswana. And I was like, oh yeah, my, my stove went out. I can't make it work. And he said, okay, well, I'll come back tomorrow and we'll get you gas. And didn't introduce himself. I like had no idea where he'd come from. And I was like, um okay that sounds good what a good guy what a good guy so would you say that that kind of like interaction is is normal in Botswana like just people walking up and like oh don't worry tomorrow I'll come by with you know actually some more mangoes because you look like you could use them well funny story yes that's exactly what happened (laughs) and he I asked him about the mangoes and he was like oh well my mom saw you don't know who his mom was thought you might want some mangoes so he gives me this basket of like massive mangoes and it was like perfect mango season and granted I had tried to grow some trees and they just didn't work out it was a joke in my neighborhood that I could not grow anything in my garden (laughs) I understand I had two plants um a few months ago and both of them have died so I was gonna say I've noticed that there are no longer plants in your room I don't have a green thumb I can't keep any plants alive I don't know what it is I don't know, man. I, I, I don't have any plants either. Um, but I was like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow, thinking he wasn't going to show up. And I wake up the next morning at seven and there's someone banging on my door. Yeah. And so this man shows up and I still don't really know his name, but I was like, you're going to do a very kind thing for me. So this is fine. And it's like the epitome of what your mom tells you not to do. Like, don't get in a stranger's car and go somewhere. But I did it anyway. And <laughs> he comes in and grabs a gas tank and we drive to the village. It's like 45 minutes away. And we get into the gas store and it's like this little old man. And he looks at me and starts speaking in the language, like local language. And I was you know, answering, I was saying everything that I knew how to say. And he kept saying this word that I didn't know what it was. And he didn't speak English. So I asked the guy I was with, I was like, what is he saying? And he said, oh, he's joking that I, you're my wife. And I was like, oh, okay. well, sure. Oh, if, am I going to get gas out of this? Like, <laughs> okay. I could, I could be your wife for a big tank oh, of gas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was a joke and I was like, okay, fine. And we got the gas and it was like one of those times where we had been out for like nine hours, just trying to get one thing done. And we finally got it done and he dropped me off at my house. And from here on out, I'm just going to call him the mango man. Cause I still don't know what his name is. The Mango Man. Hello, Mango Man. 
And I guess I should describe him at this point because it's really important to the story. I think he was in his 40s. That's a guess. Definitely had kids, was definitely married. Nice person who did me a favor. I was like, this is fine. Um, And I should do a little side note. I, for that, what, upcoming 2020, my New Year's resolution was to say yes more often. Um, Ah, I see. A classic riff off the Jim Carrey film, (laughs) Yes Man. I've never seen it. Oh, you you must. Jim Carrey, Zoe Deschanel. Uh, it's really just a feel-good romantic comedy about a guy who just it's, needs to say yes a little bit He's more. just going to say yes, yeah. So he, he, goes, yeah. he goes a year just saying yes to everything that's he's asked. Well, and I guess call me Jim Carrey because that's, that's what <laughs> I was doing. <laughs> um, but it'll make sense later because it starts to get weird and you're like, why did you keep going? It just doesn't make sense. So he looks at me and he's like, hey, you want to go see these famous rocks that are on the other side of the village. There's not much in the village, but these famous rocks. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like I'd been trying for a year to go see them, but I couldn't figure out the family that owned them. Can and you, so, wait, 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 sorry. Just quick question. They families owned the rocks. How big are the rocks? Are they like. They're air quotes for no one that can see like owned the rocks. Um, Interesting. Yeah. There were these really big, they're massive. I can't even, I don't even know how big they were. And they had traditional drawings on them from people like thousands of years ago. So not like fit in your hands rocks. These are like, no, massive rocks, climb on rocks, like Utah style, maybe not that big, but I'm I'm definitely getting a visual from it though. I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, definitely. I'm so down to do this. He's like, okay, I'll pick you up tomorrow morning. Um, I showed up again at seven o'clock and was knocking on my gate. And I walked out and I was like, let's go see these. And so I, I got in his truck again and we drove to the other side of the village, which was like a mile away. And we drove into this compound, which for a lot of people who don't know what a compound is, it's basically just like a fence with a bunch of cement buildings on it that a family owns. Um, and it'll be like extended family. So like grandparents, cousins, whoever, like they all just kind of live there. Um, and so we got out and there are a bunch of people sitting there and they were kind of just staring at me like, who are you? And why are you on my property? And like, where did you come from? Um, And we hiked over to the rocks. They were very underwhelming. I'm not even gonna lie, but I'm glad that I got to see them. (laughs) While you, uh, while you were, you were speaking, I, uh, our fact checking team was looking up uh, famous rocks in Botswana. Uh, They came up with the Sodilo Hills located Mm. in Northwest Botswana. Were were they correct? No. But yeah, we checkers were wrong. They're famous. They no, they're very famous. They were just different rocks. Okay. All I right. can't well, believe it. I think this is the first time ever on the podcast that our fact checkers have been incorrect. Nobody, nobody's getting fact this time. No one's getting fact this time. Maybe later. Um, I don't even know what they're called actually. They do have a name, but I could not tell you what it was. I don't think I could pronounce it to be honest. The rock paintings of Gubatsa Hills. It could be. I could be horribly mispronouncing this. Probably. I heard your Spanish on that one episode. Whoa. Okay. Ooh. Wait a sec. That was Mitch's Spanish. That was not oh. mine. <laughs> no, but we can say we can say it was Lee's. We could say it was Lee's Spanish. It's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am a German speaker, and uh, I've never pretended to speak Spanish of any kind. Whoa. Okay, Lee. <laughs> We're throwing daggers now. My, my Spanish might be a little rusty. Offended both of you. <laughs> I wasn't going to say this before, Mitch, but uh, my dad, when he listened to the episode, he laughed at your Spanish pronunciation. But oh. that's also 
coming from a Italian American white dude. So you know, that's okay. Also, while you're at it, Lee, I just wanted to say shout out to all the dads out there that listen to this podcast. Happy Father's Day to all of you. Um, I guess this won't be coming out on on Father's Day per se, <laughs> but we are recording on Father's Day. So shout out to all the dads that listen to this podcast. Shout out to a dad Matola. I was like, okay, let's go see these. And we go see them and, you know, super, super underwhelming. So we're coming back down from these rocks and he like very seriously turns to me and he goes, oh, do you want to hear the story about my family? And I was like, hmm. sure. Yes. I want to hear the story about your family. You got to say yes. Yeah. And so we stop before we get into the compound and, and he looks at me really seriously. It was almost like dad looking at his child who had just disappointed him. Um, and I was like, okay, like, what is the story? And so he goes on to tell me that his family has owned the compound for like 200 years or something like that. Um, and he was like, yeah, and, and my mother used to live here, but she doesn't anymore. She lives on the other side of the village. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And he goes, yeah. And, and my father's other wives lived on the compound. Oh, plural. Plural, wives. Wives, hmm. plural, interesting. And, and so, tell us more. I, oh, oh, I will. And so I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Very unsure what to say. I had no idea like where this is going. And I, I said, oh, that's so interesting. Like, do they still live here? Like, what's the story? And he goes, well, actually four of them have died and my father is dead, but my mother is still alive. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, thank you for sharing this information. And he goes, yeah. And everyone on this side of the village is my family. And so it's a, a village of a, a thousand people. Wow. And, you know, half of the people are his family. And That's, I was uh, pretty, he yeah, must have had a pretty busy father. Well, they were all like grandchildren and cousins. And, and I guess his, his moms had like 10 children each or something like that. And so it was like, that 50 children and then they married and they had kids and anyone listening who's ever been to Botswana this is not normal this is like not a common thing so don't think that culturally like this is what people from Botswana do because they don't it was just some situation I had gotten myself into that I learned that this man's family did and so um, is this like exclusive to this rock area like this compound where the rocks were yeah well so my village had a one single tar road that went through it and it was okay. like the when you're going in like on the right side of the tar road it was his family wow. and then the left side was where i lived was the rest of the village whoa okay I oh my God, was... both of your faces that was me in the moment trying to <laughs> like oh my gosh so i i looked at this him guy, and... this guy's got a lot of power and influence in the village if it's half of it is family for anyone yeah. listening right now the numbers are going through my head like i'm definitely trying to like calculate all of this right now it's definitely uh it's blowing my mind right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's how i felt and i had no idea what to say and i was like wow thank you for sharing that was so like great of you i appreciated listening about your family could you please take me home now <laughs> <laughs> And so he, he goes, oh yeah, sure. And as he's dropping me at my house, and this is like day three of spending time with this man, um, I, he was like, oh, um, would you like to um, come to the bush and see this, this lodge opening with me? And I was like, um, yes, I yes. would love to do that <laughs> yes. 100%. You have to say yes. You have to say yes. 2020, baby. 
right? And so he looks at me and he goes, okay, I'll pick you up in a couple of hours. And I was like, okay. So he picks me up again in a new car. It's a very nice new car. Oh, now, he's, get, now he's stunting. Now he's uh -huh. like, oh. Mango man trying to, trying to woo right now. But I didn't realize that at the moment. I was just like, this is so great. I'm going to meet so many people. This will be fun. And I get in the car and there's six children in the backseat. Oh, okay. <laughs> he brought all of his kids. And they were just, I looked behind me and all I saw were the widest guys I've ever seen in my entire life staring at me like, oh my gosh, who just got in the car with us? I'm so confused. I was like, this is normal. This is really normal. Nothing about this is weird. So we're, we're driving to the other village and it's like 15 kilometers, which I don't know is like what, 10 miles, I think. Give or take. Let's get the fact checkers on this one. What'd you say? 10 kilometers? 15 kilometers. 15 kilometers. Yeah, I would say that's about nine miles or so. Okay. So for any of Mitch, our US. I'm, I'm sorry to inter interrupt you again, but Mitch, I'm gonna, I'm, you're gonna have to get fact because it's actually 9.32 miles. Get there we go. That's what get we've fact. been waiting for. <laughs> get fact. Yeah. There it is. So we're driving over to this village and it, I thought we were going into the village but he turns onto this dirt road into the bush and suddenly in my mind I was like this is this might be like this might be the end I'm like I don't know where we're oh, going no. and I'm really confused and we're just driving <clears throat> on these dirt roads for like two hours and there's not much bush it's like next to the Zimbabwean border so you have to stay in Botswana and we finally pull up to like this area where there's no trees and he pulls in and he goes oh we're here and there's literally nothing and no one. Oh. So <laughs> I, I, I definitely see why you're like nervous about this, but in the off chance that he was taking you out here to, you know, for the end, why would he bring his six children to witness this scenario? <laughs> That's all I kept telling myself is like, there are kids here. This is probably <laughs> Or like, I'm going to get married in the next 20 minutes and I have no idea. <laughs> Oof. But, oh boy. Yeah, so so we like walk further into the bush and we show up and there's just like 50 people sitting on chairs while these women are cooking and like there's no lodge there wasn't anything they were just to this day i'm still not really sure what was going on or what exactly was happening but all at once all 50 people stopped and just stared and it got totally silent and no one said anything for what felt like a really long time and so I like waved and I like started speaking language, saying hello. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, you speak blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. And so we sat down and everyone's chatting for a really long time. And suddenly this lady offers me a plate of food. And I was like, where did this come from? I'm okay. And usually what happens is like older men get served and then women get served and then children get served. So I shouldn't have been served first, but I was. Right. No one else had gotten food and everyone was just staring at me. And I was like, I don't know where this came from, but I think it's like that point where I have to eat everything on this plate. So I just started going hard and like scooping. I was eating, scooping food in my mouth, like not making eye contact with anyone. Was it um, good? Like what, what, what were they giving you for food? Beans and beef and rice. Oh, nice. And is that kind of like the standard in Botswana? Like, is there like a, a cultural dish that for the most part, like that's what people eat a lot? Or is that like the common, like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, okay. they they eat a lot of meat and they use, eat this stuff called pop, which is kind of like um, grits, but like heavier. You can pick stuff up with it, um, but it's a little bit more expensive than rice. And I guess yes. with a lot of people, they were like, "Let's get rice." I think Mitch, Mitch, and I actually uh, we went to South Africa, uh, East Fotini and Lesotho together a few years ago, and I definitely remember pop. It's definitely a good one. It, I would prefer. I'm sorry, Lee, but I think I would prefer pop over rice. I yeah, I would definitely go for it. I because I think they're right. Ooh, oh God! We can no, get the fact I... checkers on this one, but I don't know if they can fact check uh... <laughs> subjectivity. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that's a thing that can get. They back. can, but uh, it's just it's just truth. Um, so I was eating this food, and we finished, and we left, and that was it. There was no ceremony. There wasn't really anything. And he looks at me as we're driving back and he goes, would you like to see the mango trees? And at this point, go ahead. You say yes. I said yes. Because <laughs> you yes. have to, yes. Have to. I was like, day's almost done. If I don't see the mangoes, like I'm missing out. So we show up to his house or his someone's house and there's a bunch of mango trees in the back and his kids get out and they're running around. And I was like, oh, these are beautiful. Thanks for showing me. And he goes, would you like to meet someone? I was like, yes, <laughs> I would love to meet someone. At this point, I was so tired. And I was just like, no, I don't, but I have to. I'm here. Like, I can't miss this opportunity. So he goes and knocks on the door. And this little old lady, she's really old. She's like very old. And she walks out and she has this huge grin on her face. And I greet her and we chat a little. And I look at the man, Mango Man, and I'm like, I think it's time for me to go home. And he goes, okay, well, Thanks for meeting my mother. Oh. <laughs> oh. And I look at him and I'm like, any time. So I'm like, oh, I think I should walk home now. It's about that time. Like, and he goes, oh, I'll walk you home. No, no, it's okay. I can walk myself. And he goes, no, I will walk you home. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Okay. No worries. It's not that far. And so we're walking and we it's like through the bush to get to my house and we stopped a little bit before and I was like, well, thank you. It was really nice to meet you. I know you're going back to, he didn't live, he lived in a different village. He's like, I know you're leaving. So thank you for all of these wonderful things we've done together. And you know, when you first start dating someone and they like kind of grab your hands and look longingly into your eyes, like, do you know that moment? It's like kind of cringy. Yeah. This man does that to me and looks at me and goes, it was so nice to meet you as well. Um, I, my children and my mother loved you. Um, and I just, I had a question. Oh no. I was like, yes. What is your question? <laughs> he goes, I was just wondering if, do you remember that story I told you about my family? Oh. I said, yes, I do. And he goes, is that something that you would be interested in? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I'm picturing him like getting down on one knee, pulling it, pulling a mango out, and then you open it, and there's a ring inside of this mango. <laughs> <laughs> mango man proposes. Oh, my oh God. My God. That's what it felt like in the so, moment. So this was like, this was like you, your first date was obviously when he gave you the mangoes. Apparently. The second, the second date was your, your trip out. To get gas. Trip to get gas. And then the third date is obviously when you bring someone to meet your family. No, no, no. The third date was was hiking the rock as well. How could I forget the rocks? I mean, I I feel like that's kind of like the, the hook, line, and sinker right there. That, that's what he does. 
mm-hmm. he leaves you with the mangoes. He he offers up some gas, and then he always he always takes the ladies to the big rocks to show them around, get some views, and then on the way down, <laughs> kind of tries to lay down the family history, and uh, that's how he, he reels them in. That every, I'm sure that's uh, that's definitely that's definitely in his playbook, Mango Man's playbook. Yeah, um, and he just picked the perfect, most naive person to ever pull that on because in that moment. I had no idea. I literally was mind blown that that had come out of his mouth. And I had no idea that oh I had god. been courted for four days by a polygamist. Oh my god. So how did you like, how did you feel in the moment? What, what did you do? I mean, did you say yes? Out of this <laughs> proposal that I had imagined for my life. Um, and you know, it was like one of those moments where all of those the things that had just happened in the past four days were like cycling through my brain. And I was like, what is wrong with you that you didn't realize this was happening the entire time? Like, what is wrong with you? You're having um, flashbacks in your yeah. head, just like mangoes. Rocks. <laughs> Rocks. Yeah. It, it is one of those scenarios where like you definitely, I, I think it's happened to us before when we're in, like places where we're unfamiliar we and we want to say yes to things we'll overlook some of the little red flags just because you know we might not have a full understanding what's going on and therefore like I think it makes total sense that you didn't think of this in the first place and honestly kind of came out of left field (laughs) yeah no it was it was definitely like a not a life-changing moment but a moment where I realized I should probably pay more attention (laughs) And so I was like trying to like figure out a way to skirt out of it without hurting his feelings because I realized it was like my mistake and I just hadn't realized and like he was a very nice man and I don't like hurting people's feelings and but I also did wanted to make it very clear I did not want to marry him and become second wife. Um, I'm not. Oh, so you would you would only been number two. Only number two. As oh, that's wow. Kind of that's kind of the second best scenario you could hope for in that honestly yeah I think so I think I was probably second best that's probably what it was all I'm gonna say I'm I'm just trying to think of the benefits to mango man you'd have uh, a wonderful crop of mangoes every year um he's already got six kids so you get six kids I guess already (laughs) Uh, that's that's a benefit yeah yeah and uh, you have a, a wonderful family that cooks you all these wonderful, delicious meals. Oh, and you can go to the rocks whenever you want. Because you said that you've been trying for a year to go to the rocks. Now you can go to the rocks whenever you want. I know. So We'll, we'll cycle back to the food at the end because <laughs> it's, it's an important part to the story. So I like skirted okay. my way out and was like, that's very kind. I'm sorry, I'm not interested. At that point, I was wearing a fake wedding ring. And I was like, I'm actually married. <laughs> like sorry wait what um, you were wearing a fake wedding ring did he give you the ring no no I had it I had been wearing it for two years but oh, okay people were often like marry me or be my girlfriend and I was like I'm sorry I'm married like got a ring on it I can't um, yeah I was gonna say and and so I like quietly skirted from the conversation and like walked very quickly to my house and locked my doors and sat down on the ground and was like what just happened and how did I allow this to happen to myself so confused and I was like it's not even worth it just go to bed so I go to bed and it's really hot again and and I didn't have electricity that night so I was just kind of lying in my bed sweating to death and it was probably three in the morning and I start getting these really sharp stomach pains 
Oh no. And I had had salmonella a couple months before, and I was like, this sounds and feels very similar to no. the way before. And I go into the bathroom and I, I kid you not, I don't think I was more than 10 feet from the toilet for the next 24 hours because oh. the food I had eaten in the bush made me so sick, just viciously, disgustingly sick. And yeah, that was the moment that I realized saying yes to everything was never going to happen again. Oh no. <laughs> and it wasn't In even that moment. <laughs> so, I, yeah, Mitch, you should probably withdraw the whole good food benefit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we'll, we'll throw that one into the, uh, the, 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 the cons column for sure. <laughs> but I learned a lot of life lessons from it. So I'm not, I'm not too sad or angry about it. <laughs> it it's funny you say that because we always like to try and ask at the end of these stories what we think our uh, special guests have learned from this. We also try and have a, a crack at what we think the lessons are, but I'm very interested to hear what you think um, you've learned from this experience and what you would recommend to our, uh, our listeners as well, because uh, we always try and like, we, we really like to share a lesson at the end that people can kind of take away, especially for people that are going to be going to Botswana anytime soon. Uh, what should they be keeping in mind uh, when they're exploring <laughs> this wonderful country? Um, take mangoes from people, but make sure that they're not a polygamist looking to court you as a second wife. That's mm. what I, mean, I think. And the clues for someone to discover <laughs> that, or is there is there like a really quick thing you can be like, oh, th that's not the guy I take mangoes from. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take mangoes from everyone. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. What did you? What? What are your your life lessons? I don't. This is a tough one for me. I just think like saying yes all the time is a really good idea, but it can get you into to some pretty hairy scenarios. Honestly, you have to trust your gut sometimes. That was yeah. going to be mindly. I was going to say you definitely have to trust your gut because we and I think we've we've discussed this one a few other times on the podcast as well, like way, way back, you know, most of the time I feel like you're fine because you, you have your guard up, but it's in those moments where you kind of don't trust your gut per se. And that's yeah. when things kind of go South. And I mean, one good thing is I, I don't know how many of your friends can say that you've been, that they've been proposed to, you've kind of beaten everyone on that's that true. I know in that game. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but it probably won't happen again for the next 10 years. So Aww. for my future husband out there, just bring me mangoes. That's, that's it. That's the real lesson. The key to Liv's heart, mangoes, gas, rocks. And you can't go <laughs> mangoes, wrong. Mangoes, gas, and rocks. Oh boy. Oh. Well, Liv, that was, that was quite the tale. I have to say, I did not see where it was going when it started. And, uh, I'm happy you got out of that situation okay because I could see uh, scenarios where uh, no could have been taken a lot worse. I think that's like the caveat that I should put on this is that at least in where I where I lived and the, I think in the country in general, the people of Botswana are wonderful and kind and thoughtful and like they don't ever have anything but, you know, love to give. And so it's like those situations where he wasn't doing it maliciously. He just thought that that was what was right for him. Um, so people listening, keep that in mind if you ever travel there, because everyone is super kind and strangers are willing to help. <laughs> definitely. That's... It definitely sounds like uh, very community oriented as well, especially in like a smaller area as well, where you only have, you said like a thousand people live there. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So you really must have had the opportunity to really get to know us, uh, a lot of different people as well. Liv, thank you so much for coming on and, and telling us your story on the podcast or sharing it with the nation. Um, just want to make sure we go ahead and plug, of course, the Instagram, uh, Wanderlust podcast, and our email, same thing, two T's. You guys already know what it, what it is. Uh, and, you know, is there anything that you want to plug, Liv? Anything you, you are pushing forward? Any, any content you're creating? Any, any music that you've liked recently? Nothing to plug. You can plug anything. It can even be a TV show that you're watching right now. I am, actually. I just started watching The Sinner on Netflix. It's creepy. It's a thriller. Check it out. It's pretty good. It's a little gruesome, but if you like that kind of thing, it's pretty good. 100%. You got my stamp of approval. Sinner is a really, really good... I think there's two, two seasons now? Three seasons? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Sign me up. It's a thriller mystery. I love it. Liv, once again, thank you so much. Great to see you. Great to hear from you. It's been too long. And uh, enjoy your time in Michigan. The summer I hear is pretty nice when it's not filled with bugs. I will. Yeah, I know. It's been great. And you guys have fun in London. And uh, one thing that we do at the end all, all, all the time here, Liv, is uh, we, we, we kind of have you sign us off. So uh, close it out for us. Any way you want. Any way you want. Whatever you feel is appropriate. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for listening to Water Lost. And don't worry if you get lost. Um, For my future husband out there, just bring me nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Okay, great. See you in the next episode, everyone. Ciao, ciao. Wanderlust.